Folks, the Deathmatch Arena is so much fun, but some of that fun comes at a cost. The cost of wagering. If you feel like you might have an issue with wagering, I, I implore you to reach out to Wraith's Wagering Addiction Hotline. It is 1-800-WAGER-WAGER-WAGER-WAGER-WAGER-WAGER-OLYMPIA-WAGER-BETSY. And that is the best place for you to get help and hopefully get back on the right track to where you're going to be winning those wagers, folks. That is the goal. Am I right? Here's Fresh and Buds right now. Fresh and Buds. Alright, welcome back to yet another episode of Fresh and Buds. It is episode 131. I am still your host, Tommy Fresh, and you are still all of my buds. And guess what? We have a returning favorite, one of my close buds. It is Pat Shaw of the Action Point. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing surprisingly well. Uh, I actually think this is one of the the only times in I don't know how many ep- episodes I've been here at this point, but I'm pretty sure I've been sick for most of them. <laughs> and you know, it's still you know the episode is yet to you know be complete. Hopefully, I don't come down with something before we finish to ruin that streak. Uh, but I think I'm I think I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm curious though, how close are we to losing you as a host <laughs> and or this audience as as uh, as your as your buds? Oh, I don't know. Actually, we'll we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I'm still your host. Like, what was you know? I, I'm just saying. Gun behind behind the scenes here, just aiming at you. I don't know. Maybe one day <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna just hop on here and say that's it, folks. See you later. I am now a MetaZoo creator. No, wait, no, wait. That one's good. <laughs> um, Ship has passed. Uh, Legends of Ruterra. No, oh, no, no I, <laughs> it's, uh, too soon, too soon. Sorry, sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. Um, I don't Ooh. know. No, no. We're still, we're still rocking. We're gonna keep yeah, rocking. Flesh and blood's right here, baby. It's right here, and it's it's humming. I mean, hey, listen. I've seen some of the the videos. They're 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 being talked about, and and all those mm-hmm. news reports. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome, but they're cooking. Pat is here, and yes, he's not sick, but he was asleep when we were supposed to be recording. But yep. but yep. we we woke him up. I I flew to Massachusetts and found you and yep. woke you up. And Nudged me real quick and, and came back down to New Jersey. Back. But we got a fun show for you all. We're gonna talk about RTNs because we are on the mm-hmm. eve of RTN season. I got one right on Saturday. I can't wait. It is classic constructed. And we're going to talk about what we think about the the CC format. I think the draft format is is awesome, and it's not solved, and we're not going to pretend it is. So it'll be a lot of fun to see how that evolves over the next couple of weeks. But we're going to talk about CC. The meta is all over the place. What we think, and also Pat has been working on Kasai, and I want to I want to ask him how that journey's going. But first of all. How are you, buddy? I, you know, I, I haven't asked you how you're doing. What's going on? I'm doing well. Uh, I suppose for those who, who I guess haven't been playing along, um, I got a, I got a lung infection uh, in January, and I was on the tail end. Of, like, I have a kid, right? He's, he's he just turned six in December, uh, kindergarten, 
lots of just, you know, open spitting in your mouth. That kind of thing happens all the time. Parent gets sick all the time, so you're kind of used to it after a while. But um, something hit me particularly hard in the beginning of January and ended up in the ER. And it was, I had this massive coughing fit and it just kicked my ass. It, I had blood vessels burst in my eyes and just the whole nine yards. I had to go, I had painkillers and uh, emergency, uh, like, I don't know, antibiotics and albuterol inhaler stuff. And uh, it took, it took a bit of, uh, uh, it took a while to get back as I was not able to um, like breathe <laughs> or talk for any significant amount of time for longer than I was comfortable with. I was, you know, starting to questioning things uh, here a bit. Um, I, I'm, I'm now at the point where I do not have my inhaler on me and I'm okay with that. I'm not afraid. Um, and I can hear myself talk. I'm not uh, scratchy, scratchy. Uh, and that was like my big thing. So obviously I haven't been like on the air under my, on my own channel um, because of all of that, getting back to fighting shape as it were. Um, and I think I think we're I think we're just about there. I think I think the next step here is to kind of organize something. Um, and I think, I think we'll get back uh, back on the you know back on the horse here. Uh, so you know was not great. Doing good now. Doing good now. Well, I gotta say you look and sound great, especially compared. I mean, I saw a picture of you with the bloodshot eyes, and I was like, well. There goes Pat. We lost a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's back. I was just touch and go for a bit there. Yeah, I was a little worried. I was like, hmm. You know, it's it's like you, we start getting a little bit older, and you're like, oh, that's not. It's... It was definitely like like I'm 38, just turned 38 into into January, and um, to feel the chest as it was, I was like, whoa, <laughs> is this what this this is what dying feels like? What's happening here? Like. <laughs> Oh man! Well, well, we're all glad. I hope we're all glad that <laughs> that that was not the case. Um, comment below if you're not glad. Uh, you know, hey, I know. Yeah, how let to me know do... who you are. Let me know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I know how to do content, but we do got a great show for you. I'm glad you're here, and you know, uh, that's scary. But guess what else is scary? Going to Hartford and only playing one day. How was your one day at Hartford? You got to sneak out of the house a little bit. Mm-hmm. Go play mm-hmm. some side events. How'd that go? Uh, it went, you know, for for the one day, it was it was very good. I did, I guess, underestimate the, my ability to actually sign up and do multiple events during the day. Um, what really killed me was the sealed event at one um, was actually five rounds. I didn't, I just did not realize it was five five rounds. So. I had every intent on doing like the uh, the signing up and at least sitting down for the uh, Ravnus Rabble event, and it just wasn't like it just didn't didn't collide, uh, didn't uh, work out that way. But um, I started. It was you know it's funny. I got in there uh, eight thirty, register, get my extended art cards, my play mat, and there's a nine a.m. CC event. So. Um, hopped around the vendors, uh, which are like all right next to each other. They're just, you know, there's bing, bam, boom, picked up the cards that I needed. Um, shout out to, um, who was there? Magnolia games. I think was selling there with, uh, ML was hopping around the booth back there. Um, uh, and oh, yeah, Min-Max they games. Were over there. yeah, yeah. Hemel was over um, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got my blade flurries just in time. Um, over there and sat down, sleeved up the the remainder of my Kasai list, 
and uh, got up to go to my nine o'clock match and no play mat. <laughs> I was like, what? It just disappeared from the face of the earth. I was very sad about that. Um, Gary, Mr. Viz rectified that. We did, he happened to have, got his hands on an extra one and we converted that into me having that. So <laughs> well, shout out Gary. <laughs> yeah, shout out best. to Gary. Um, but I did a three round CC event uh, Saturday morning um, as, as Kasai, first time in paper uh, playing her and, and you know, felt like felt like old times it was just nice to put the cards down a lot of lot of talishar testing with her um it's been like hit or miss and we'll get into that but definitely like shuffling the cards and playing the lines out on paper is like a different beast than than talishar testing is and it's just you know it's just nice more natural for me to uh to do that and um we faced a sandscour azalea hadn't seen that in a while uh, did did good against them. My second round significant was um, against Jonathan Lemire, uh, who was running an obscene uh, fatigue Bravo list that was running like red and yellow peace of minds, rainbow staunches, just uh, ram's head, um, just yeah, just gross stuff. Um, and uh, as it turns out, you know, fast forward the next day, he was the third seed in the battle hard end. Um, and also, you know, I'm on, I'm on the tavern brawlers team and, uh, turns out he's, he's a brawler. We weren't wearing like our team <laughs> colors, so we didn't know. Um, but I went on the team server and was really complaining hard <laughs> about this obnoxious fatigue deck. And he's like, that was me. It's like, no, are you like, was it really you? Like, yep, it is. It's like, great. Well, congratulations. Your deck is uh, toxic, but <laughs> it's, it's, you know, good for good for you to pilot it that way. But, yeah, I mean, those decks are just, I mean, I, I hear red and yellow piece of mind. I'm like, what is going uh, yeah. on? I mean, yeah, it was, it was, uh, um, yeah, it was something. I'll say that it was, I thought I was playing into fatigue too. Like I was, I was trying to fight it and I still didn't, I didn't make it. We were, we were tracking my life totals on my phone, like my phone fell asleep several times. There's just no action. You know, you're not, there's no buttons being pressed. The phone just falls asleep uh, on there. But, um, and, uh, you know, uh, Rose was uh, next to me for that round too. Um, so she was getting ready and she obviously did well in the battle hardened. Um, and so he did, he, you know, everyone seemed like was getting ready for the battle hardened in that event. Um, you were surrounded third, by top eighters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, and I did, it was not one of them. Um, and then my last run was against a Dromai, and boy, do I have to figure that out match, figure that match out, or give, just you know, hope the gem gods are are uh, good for me because I was, I think it ended like thirty six to nothing oh. on on their end. It was just not. You figure that one out. <laughs> it was not good. Well, Dromai is um, so tough because I think a lot of heroes want to just avoid Dromai and hope it doesn't exist or hope it LLs. Yeah. But yeah, yep. Um, yeah, there's a ton. Illusionist or <laughs> illusionist was a mistake, um, you know. And it just is what it is. You you have to play a very particular play style in order to overcome what an illusionist brings to the table, no matter what. And if you're not, you know, uniquely fast or uniquely tall or uniquely threat dense, you know, uh, you're not going to 
you're not going to succeed. So even if you feel like you're you're a good deck and you interact, you know, if if you're a good deck but you interact a lot and you play this value game, um, unless you have, uh, you know, something something extra like Icelander did, for instance, with like the arcane on top of things, you're just not gonna be able to handle Dromai the way that you'd like to, and they just you know it kind of kills mid range in that way, um, and I'm ba- I'm like mid-range is like my happy place and if i can play just mid-range games with everybody i I think it's like the perfect world to be in for flesh and blood it's not for everybody but it's for me (laughs) (laughs) so um i like decision points right there's a million decision points and the more decision points i think everybody gets to play in a game i think is great and uh illusionist takes away those decision points for you right and puts it it pushes them. It kind of defers them to the allies, right? And then what you've wasted your time and you know brain power and resources to get rid of allies. You know, prioritize these other things other than attacking the hero. And meanwhile, they're progressing their game state, right? More and more. And you know, by the time you feel like you've accomplished something, you realize that you've invested. You know, your your four card, eighteen damage turn. Um, took out three dragons and maybe dealt two damage to Droma. You know what I mean? Um, and that's, uh, I'm not a huge fan of, of that. Uh, at a 40 life hero, <laughs> it's just, uh, I think it's not great. Yeah, well, it's it's tough and, and you know, it warps decisions. And and that is like the toughest thing to grasp, right? You're just like, ah. mm-hmm. like I want to play the game I want to play. Yeah. And they don't want to let me. But, you know, in in terms of decision points, Warrior is one of the most decision point dense mm-hmm. heroes. Yeah. And we got well, we got a couple new ones, but we you you've mentioned you're working on Kasai. Mm-hmm. And what did you go? Did you went one and two in that event? Obviously. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I did it's go, just yeah, a, I went one and two. It's yeah, just a side the, event, right? You know, people are yeah. testing out stuff. So it's it's not that crazy. I mean, that's we can't just write off a deck based on that, but how is this Kasai journey going for you. You mentioned that the Talishar testing uh, has been uh, interesting. It's definitely a journey. Um, a journey is the right word for it. Um, I will. I'll be honest. Um, so as as a Kasai main and Blitz felt very good with her. Those uh, that experience is not translating into like an eighty percent win rate for myself here. Um, and I'm not sure, it's not sure, I'm, I'm not sure what exactly it is, but, um, I am, I am not doing well with the deck and I think it's a me thing. The deck itself, I'm, I can, I'm convinced it's very good. Uh, like it's just, uh, like it's matchups are good. You only have a few poor matchups that aren't, uh, you know, very prominent depending on where you are. Like it doesn't have like a poor, like Kano matchup, but for the most part, uh, you're favorable uh, to 50-50 in, in most most matchups, um, but like I said that it hasn't uh, hasn't quite translated into um, into wins for me, and uh, I think still trying to figure out exactly how she best utilizes uh, her cards and her lines is something that I am determined to kind of get more familiar with um 
I think the biggest difference between Blitz Kasai, like OG Kasai and Blitz versus this iteration of her is that, especially in CC, um, you know, I think the issue... The issue we always where we were always concerned with Kasai is how she scales up to classic constructed, right? Like, how do mm-hmm. we make that hero uh, successful? And you know, a, a big question was like, do you bring, uh, like, in the event you bring blood on in her hands into a classic constructed environment, will that be enough, or you know, will there be a greater payoff for her um, when she finally debuts? Um, at the moment. It does seem like blood on her hands is still the thing to do, right? It's the it's the best, um, best highest damage, highest value turn is uh, being able to pop six six copper uh, with a card draw, uh, so you have a free turn, and you know you're you're doing a minimum of a twelve damage you know turn, potentially you know a one card twelve at that point. Um, the problem is that the defense capabilities of heroes scale up significantly in CC, where blocking uh, blocking out a significant portion of their turns to stop their on hits um, is, is much more doable in an 80-card format than it was in a, uh, in a Blitz format, just for, you know, you, you eat equipment fast in Blitz, and uh, you're very offensive-oriented uh, a lot of those times, but... Um, even even offensive oriented heroes uh, know right now to block out her currency turns. So block out copper, block out gold. If she can't make money, she's not really succeeding. Mm-hmm. So um, you know you're you used to be able to get away with just a like a, a a red and a blue two card hand that's like a spoils and attack twice, and you still might get some gold out of it. You just don't or some copper out of it. You just don't right now so like you have to set up your your money making turns um to at least have uh you know some reaction backup um it just means like your decision to go to a two card hand um if you're deciding between something a spoils and like a blade runner uh you're likely you know block with the spoils and use the blade runner uh it's a much more likely you know it's much more likely to get through at least for a couple points damage um, and it's not such a big, big neon sign of, uh, and on hit, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think you're good. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm like, I didn't even what notice. is going on there? <laughs> uh, for the listeners, because I'm not going to edit that out. Pat's camera started <laughs> creeping down on him, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying with, uh, Kasai because it's so easy to it's so much easier to respect the spoils i guess is mm-hmm. is the kind of the way to put it in cc now that like there are other similar things that we are already worrying about in cc right like these these big turns that they set up and you get that in blitz but there's just not enough time to do it a lot just kind of mm-hmm. like go 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 and yeah i could see how that's a a, a huge jump in terms of play style for the hero from the original Kasai to, you know, now a, a full blown CC version of her and mm-hmm. kind of <laughs> learning how to set up things is, is a very tough skill in flesh and blood. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, yeah. There, so the, there's a lot of, of new tools, which is great. Um, Blade flurry, I think mm-hmm. is, is a, 
Um, you know, we're talking warriors. Blade for Blade Flurry is a three of in like every warrior now. Like that's just you know if you're gonna start with you know, you're gonna pick your weapon and then you put three blade fl- flurries into the deck and then you go from there. Uh, right now, no matter what it is, Bolton is gonna run them. Dory, Olympia, Kasai, they're all gonna run them now. Um, there's there's a, even some like a. There's there's a few different flavors of Kasai right now too. Like where they're getting into a fa- there's a fatigue uh style running around. Um there's some I think I think the trying to be more aggressive has proven to be less fruitful. So it looks like getting into this uh you know, more defensive shell is probably the correct way to go about it. And uh if you look at um Battle Hard in Hartford, the uh, Kasai made top, top eight. eight. Yeah, yeah got, got booted out of the top eight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, did they? What did they lose to? They lost, lost to the Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but making top eight like that isn't anything to sneeze at. Um, but they had like a control heavy variant. They were running Springboard Somersault. Which is like, yeah, right? Crazy. Wait, that's a uh, yellow, Pat. <laughs> it sure heck? is. Sure is. Oh, man. Well, we'll get there. Uh, you know, uh, when the question comes up, I'll, yeah, I'll get yeah. on my, my soapbox. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. They're running Eye of, um, Eye of Aphidia. Not Eye of Aphidia. Heart of Findel. Um, and uh, even cards like, I'll tell you what. Uh, card I've been even thinking about is uh, take it on the chin, right? It is a brute warrior instant. It's a rare from heavy hitters. The next time you would de- be dealt uh, damage this turn, prevent two of that damage, and if you do, create an agility token. Um, that comes up a lot. Yeah, that's you know that it. I think it's actually probably one of the more underrated like defensive style cards outside of uh, was it no fear there? Like it, it, I don't think people thought a lot about take it on the chin but if you're you know a warrior it's i think it's great um but it does look like that's kind of uh that seems to be the way to go um and really 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 lean into your two card high value turns and you lean on dynamo um dynamo is probably now one of the best equipments in cc it you know it it does its thing well to the point where it's almost broken you look at Crown of Seeds, uh, you know, preventing how many damage during a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on long games, you have, like, Findel, Spring Tunic. You know, how many resources actually in a game can you actually make? And now you have Dynamo that can uh, block for what, 10, 12 damage in a game. Easily. Uh, like, if it goes long enough. And that's it's, it's so good, right? So, like, from leaning into the best aspects of what she does... Uh, in basically getting really, really comfortable defensively, and like I said, leaning into, you know, attacking twice, take clearing dynamo, being able to use that again and again and again uh, to just value out your opponent uh, does seem like the way to go. Uh, a lot of the the core of the lists are all going to look pretty much the same. Um, there's some questions about like, do you run cash in? You know, do you run three of cash in? Um, what kind of helmet are you running? Are you running Crown of, Crown of Dominion to start with the gold? Um, are you doing something else? Balance of Justice is a great card out of heavy hitters. Um, so that's seeing a lot of action, at least in the sideboard, uh, for most heroes at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. 
but yeah, there's there's not a. It seems like at least like forty to fifty cards in the in the Kasai shells are pretty locked in, um, and then basically kind of flavoring to taste. Uh, you you can kind of sprinkle in a little of what you want uh, that makes it makes it your own. I've been I've been trying to like push forwards. It was a big thing for me and Blitz <laughs> Kasai and like a three of of push forward is. You know, there's a, there's not a lot of real estate, so you're really gonna maximize those spots. Um, not a ton of extra like reactions going on. There's a lot of non-attack actions that just buff, and then like a couple of reactions to give go again. And like how you, you know, add on to those is kind of where you're you can kind of take it for yourself. Whether you're gonna have some additional reactions or some you know some cute things like push forward uh, to kind of add to that. You know that that second half of your attack, if you're gonna try and get it on hit, um, or leak leak some pretty good damage. It uh, you know those are all the decision points you, that kind of prop up it from your deck building, uh, then into your into your gameplay. Yeah, and it's it seems like a, a deck that could be just the scariest, right? And like that's like where Warrior kind of lives, right? I, I've always felt mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean it. Sometimes if you'd really know how to play against them and I think about Dorinthia specifically, it's mm-hmm. it's you know, you can still get the edge despite what you play. But that being said, it's just like it's just really hard to kind of get into that point, especially with such a diverse meta. And we're gonna talk about how diverse the meta is. But before we do, I do wanna, you know, you mentioned some cool cards like take it on the chin from heavy hitters. I do wanna get mm-hmm. your fresh faves from heavy hitters. So first yeah. of all, I think we know who your favorite hero is. Is it Kasai? Yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty easy uh, to say it's Kasai. Uh I think KO was the I think outside of Kasai, the most intriguing hero uh there. One arm, you know, the 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 little everything's a six asterisk ability um really I think perked a lot of ears. Uh, up when they did that and I don't think so much like Olympia as a flavor I think looked looked cool but I don't think anyone kind of quite understood what they were going to do with them and then the Guardians seemed like okay and uh, like I <laughs> I feel like uh, the last episode of the action point we did we talked one of my prompts was like how punchable is, does this guy look uh, this Victor <laughs> Goldman and sure enough when they came out they're like look at this guy his face is punchable his name is Victor it's like nailed it nailed the aesthetic two T's awesome um, but not they weren't like really like sexy uh, in a way where I like I don't think people appreciated um, on the face how much uh, of their abilities. Uh, how how important their abilities are and things like token generation it are to these heroes and like the gameplay at this point. Um, so definitely Kasai, it, you know, it just it just has to be. Um, there's there's a lot of interesting heroes in this set, and I think it speaks to you know speaks to the quality of it. Yeah, for sure. Kasai and K were were the heroes that you just read them and you're like, okay, this is really cool. And yeah. then. The other heroes, for the most part, I feel like you have to see what the card pool is, and then you kind of understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've talked at length about Up the Ante and how cool that card is, and how it mm-hmm. makes you just want to play Olympia and bet mm-hmm. big, and 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 the chapeau and, and stuff like that it makes Betsy look cool. So, and then I don't know, Victor, 
you know, the, the clashes are really the blocks making yeah, like, a, a hero trounce? care about blocks. Yeah, trounce is nuts. Trounce is stupid. <laughs> yeah. like, like if you ever if, if you don't appreciate like the token generation in this game yet, go against a victor uh, and have them block with trounce, and you lose a clash twice. And all of a sudden, there's a gold, a vigor, and a might token, um, just on just on their side, and and they didn't do anything; they just blocked, right? And all of a sudden, they got plus one, uh, you know, plus one attack and minus one cost, uh, for for no reason, yeah. <laughs> for no reason, just free, um, yeah, just yeah, free money. Victor gets free money, <laughs> um, and yeah, it just adds on to that that kind of thing. It's just it, it's he's crazy. He is. He's crazy. Now, what's your favorite weapon from the set? My favorite weapon, um, I want to say it's Centauri Sabers, but I'll pick something new. Um, Non-reprint. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I guess it's kind of a cop. I think I have to say Hot Streak. Um, it's not a cop I at think, all. Like, the card's awesome. The Miller's Grindstone, I think, is a unique little... Uh, it's cute, um, but... I think hot streak is something I initially kind of passed on. Um, but it does seem more and more like it's probably the correct weapon um, to just play in it, out outside of, of another saber. So you do saber and then hot streak for the most part. Um, you take it out in the event that you don't, you're not expecting a hero to have like any attack actions, but um, you know, when you get into the super late game, uh, being able to attack uh, and almost guarantee that you'll have go again, simply based on what your opponent is going to block with, is is big. It's big if you can save your save a card, save a pitch, you know, uh, save spending on a reaction to give go again. Just have that extra card in hand. It's it's a nice feeling. Um, not getting the plus one is like something I get you used to, um, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say I I did not have hot streak in and right now hot streak is in, um so I think that puts it as best new weapon for me in heavy hitters. That's a great answer. Great answer. What is your favorite equipment? Ooh, mm. I'm just trying to think. Of, well, you know, uh, you know the easy question. The easy answer is going to be grains. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to say balance of justice. Um, okay. I when it came out. Uh, when 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 news hit that it would be like the top prize card, um, uh, for for tier three and higher events, I think it was, um, people were like, I wonder what this does. Uh, and you know, it has the new ability, uh, the new type of blocking in Guardwell, um, which I think is neat. Uh, and um, uh, and just it's 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 uh. Uh, <laughs> the ability it has on its card I think is very fascinating when you combine with the guard well like you get to do your block you get to keep it and then you know at instant speed it's uh, it's basically it, it's an extra three block or at least a like a that all you got type of effect where um, you know gaining a card at instant speed defensively especially when someone has popped out a you know an art of war turn you know, blood rush bellow. They've they've done their big thing, uh, and now you can go up a card on on your d- end defensively. It just has there's there's so many uh, this you know so many 
uh, uh, man, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's, it's because I woke up. Um, like there's so, there's so much, uh, uh, there's so many ramifications, uh, from being able to draw that card and what that does for you, uh, defensively. It kind of reminds me, it's almost like the anti scowling flesh black, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. uh, from, you know, as brute offensively or defensively blocking that, making your opponent offensively lose a card that they didn't intend to, um, you know, now you're defensively gaining a card your opponent didn't expect you to have. Um, you know, that can that can do a lot for you. It's kind of funny. I I've been testing some Rhinar, right, and obviously scaling flesh bags in the deck, and I just kind of threw bounce of justice in the sideboard, mm-hmm. and every single time I came up against a deck where I was like, oh, I think maybe Bounce of Justice is right here. I just realized, like, no, actually, I think it's still... I. Funny enough, I think it's still Scowling Fleshbag for mm-hmm. Brutes because it's kind of doing the same thing. Not the same thing, but it's kind of doing something on the same turn. And just Scowling Fleshbag could have just a little bit more disruption. Uh, but sure. for every other hero, I think Bounce of Justice is a... Super- yeah, and I think a Scowling... In, defensive Intimidate, I think, is something... Um, it's great. Uh, I hope, I think it's very easy, uh, if they do more of it, I think it's very easy to just kind of break, mm-hmm. <laughs> break brute as a, as you're like, we're pretty close to, you know, a brute heaven right now. I feel like we're brutes in a very good spot. Um, I think a defensive intimidate outside of scaling flesh bag might be, might be too much. Just might be, <laughs> might be too much. Uh, that we know we have a taste. I think that's enough right right now. I think they proved their point with scaling flesh bag. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite run of the mill card? Your instance, non-attack actions, actions, reactions, blocks, uh, from heavy hitters. Not blocks. Don't <laughs> like the blocks. Uh, you know, that is a good one. Uh, I think about cast bones a lot um, and how many might tokens you get out of that one. Um, I think I have to go with uh, tenacity. Oh. Um, yeah, right. A little a little from left field, but um, um, I, I don't think Ninja is in a great spot right now, but to see Tenacity in action is something uh, like a Fi player, I think, can really appreciate. If you if you have your big Art of War turn, and I think this is even good for, like, Katsu. I have not, I have not, tr- I've wanted to put in Mask of Pouncing Links and just test a build where I can fetch Tenacity at some point, but, um, like, Salt the Wound is a card that if your opponent doesn't block, it punishes them for that right so if they don't block it get, it's buff for however many hits are on the combat chain there tenacity is the opposite or is the is the opposite assault wound where however many uh like cards and equipment you've used to block that that combat chain it gets buffed uh and um i actually i ran into on talishar lupine fiasco who um it started doing daily ko videos but has He's he's like the Fi guy, mm-hmm. um, and he had his big Art of War turn. And I was Kasai, and I was I tried to block as you know efficiently as I could, and um, I got a Salt the Wound for seven, like Snapdragon Scalers into a Tenacity for ten for my trouble. Ooh. Like after I think it was like six chain links before I got to Salt the Wound, um, and it just wasn't. Like I let a Phoenix Flame hit, he cracked, he got tenacity. Like I was still trying to block 
well and respect the turn. And, you know, you got, you just, you, you were getting punished one way or the other. Um, and so I think, I think it has a lot of potential. Um, I think it probably sees more play, the more that gets kind of, uh, kind of fleshed out a little bit. Like, I think it actually probably has, uh, a lot of room in, in Katsu. Uh, like if you're playing your surging strike line and you kind of telegraph it, but it's on purpose, let them block surging, let them block whelming. Um, you know, do what you got to do and then kind of end with tenacity after they've, you know, over blocked with, uh, you know, four, five, six cards uh, to stop you from doing combo things. And then you just are like, thanks, here's a tenacity for 12. You know, that 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 feels like it would feel really good. Um, getting mask of momentum away to put in pouncing links. Uh, usually reserve that for like Kano and like cart like texture. You have to go so fast, you know, but. It's definitely something to think about. I, I haven't, I haven't done a lot of ninjaing lately, but it's been on on my mind. So tenacity, great answer. Tenacity is awesome because, like, I think the obvious implication is ninja, but even like I, I think about something like Bolton, right? You know, mm-hmm. where you can yeah. just get like some random value out of it throughout the game or you know kind of follow up after like a lumina turn where the, yeah like they, exactly yeah, imagine yeah. ending a lumina turn like you go triple lumina or some shit and you know your opponent tries like like you know tries really really hard uh to stop you from doing it and and then you just end with the tenacity for god knows how much oh that's uh, so you know, sweet Plus eight on top of everything <laughs> yeah. else. It's just so good. It seems so good. So good. That's a good one. Bolton. I didn't even, I didn't think. I mean, it's just, it just, it, it's so well designed. I think. I mean, a lot of the generics in this set were awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm falling in love even more so with Standing Order at this point. But, um, I think that card's just, just awesome. But let's talk about the RTN meta because it's RTN season and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is our first real taste, and this is where we're going to see actually like a swath of heroes get some LL points, and kind of you know, it doesn't look like anything's going to hit LL this season, uh, unless Phi somehow becomes the best deck, which does not seem like it's going to be. But what we have right now, outside of our own personal testing or or anything like that, is we had three major CC events. Uh, the past mm-hmm. couple weeks mm-hmm. since Heavy Hitters came out. We had the Battle Harden in Hartford, which we had mentioned a couple times now. We also just had the Battle Harden in Liverpool, which just wrapped mm-hmm. up the other day. And then also uh, Arcane Games and Events, the AGE Open Series, had a, a top eight. Uh, I'm not sure how many players played in that, but we did. I mean, we saw some... some the real- AGE Open, I believe, had 70 players, at least. That's ish. That's pretty big. That's a that's for a, them, yeah. For that for that particular event, it was good. And we we saw some pretty, you know, familiar names uh, in there as well. So I'm just gonna read off what we saw mm-hmm. uh, in each tournament. So first off, we got Hartford. So this was the 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 coming out party mm-hmm. for heavy hitters, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we we saw a lot of what you might expect. The top eight was Ko two Ko's. Which, uh, you know, that's the hot deck right now. Pretty great, great aggro deck. Leviah, one Leviah, another great brute. So that's three brutes in in the top eight. We did have two Mm -hmm. Bravos, one of them being Jonathan Lemire, who you lost to, uh, not to bring it up. 
Um, we had uh, a, one Kasai, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Majin Bay on Kano, which, you know, that's the, the, to be expected. And, and our bud Rose Smith on Dash. Original mm-hmm. Dash, I, I might say. No Dash.io um, uh, to be seen now. The the winner was Yuki Lee Bender on KO. Um, you know. Yuki. Yep. And just still great. And uh, it was a it was a finals between her uh, her and Majin Bay on Kano. Uh, KO comes out on top after Majin beating a KO in the previous round. I think this is probably what a lot of us would have expected. This kind of meta, a brute meta, but still everything still in the mix. We had some Guardian, we had some Warrior, you know, Mechanologist. Kano still can just win games. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what did you make of this top eight? I, I I think it's a good top eight. I did see. Did you see the picture of Majin Bay putting uh, put out on Twitter of the uh, sixty four damage turn? That he had. I did. I did. <laughs> Man, like, like, you know, fuck Kano. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's just get that get out that out there now. Um, I think the scariest thing to come out of Hartford is that Yuki Lee Bender said that Ko gave her Lexi vibes, and um, a lot of people are like, "Oh no," and she had to she had to back up, like, well, "Not like that." Like it yeah. just it just felt felt good. Um, I think it's great. I, you know, Brute showing up uh, and it not being like some Reinar fatigue thing, I think is very nice. Um, Ed Knight on Bravo and Jonathan Lemire on those are two very different Bravos. Um, Ed Knight's on your more traditional list. Um, if you go to uh, a January AGE Open winner, Alan, Alan Lube, Lube, um, all. One on Bravo Showstopper, um, and that was like very traditional-ish list. Uh, it's just in a really good spot uh, right now. Um, like Bravo, just in general, I think is is well positioned. Um, we didn't see any victors here, but um, I I do believe there was a bunch like just outside of mm-hmm. that top eight. So I, I, lots of Guardian, lots of Brute, like lots of Warrior. Um, very old school feeling. Uh, there, you know, without without ice or other, yeah, there's not a lot of talents other than shadow happening right there. So there's not, um, uh, you know, there's no there's no disruption in the form of ice. So you're seeing people kind of, uh, you know, how do they navigate that? And I think you're seeing those guardians and warriors kind of stand out with their. Uh, you know, little disruption packages uh, and just ways to ways to defend efficiently uh, and kind of try to hold back some of these you know bigger attacks. And you have something like Ko uh, coming out. Uh, Ko and Levi, I think, both have just huge pop off potential mm-hmm. now. Um, I think you know Ethan had posted his kind of heavy hitters Levi list, and I think William was on the same eighty that he had posted. Uh, like a week or two before this, um, like yellow agile windups, that kind of thing, um, to just add to the Levi's consistency. Like the less you have to roll scabs, right? But you know, she's always been capable of these, you know, gross, you know, eighteen twenty-four damage turns. Uh, you know, without a ton of effort. Uh, you know, with the you know risk of killing herself all the time and. Um, you know, if she doesn't have to roll scabs and still get those numbers, 
you know, we're, I think we're in for, you know, we're in for it a bit. Uh, I think Kano, like, especially Majin Bay on Kano is always going to be a thing, right? It, I think Dash and Kano, there always seems to be of like one of, right, close to the top eight. Um, I think Dash's matchups spread is just so even that you can have, you know, an expert like Rose is always going to be there that can, you know, turn those matchups into their favor. Um, you know, it, you know, it's 50, 50, she, you know, she can make it a 51, you know, 51, 49 matchup and, and take it over. Like Mayor Kemp is, is kind of in that same vein, right? You just, you just have these extraordinary players on these particular heroes that, um, you know, kind of, uh, you don't usually kind of expect, but you expect these individuals to be in mm-hmm. that spot. Specialists. You know? so, yeah. 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 This is, yeah. A, this is very much a specialist uh, season. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I think that we'll we'll see more and more of that. Um, I think the the KO thing was a bit of a surprise. Um, I know people were kind of hot on just how consistent it could be and what that meant for like Berserk. Um, and but like Yuki's list doesn't run Berserk, so mm-hmm. it's just consistency and Blood Rush Bellows, right? Like it just it just does good things and cast bones. Cast yeah. bones is like a zero for six. A lot of times, like it's go just again? gross. Yeah, zero six <laughs> go again. Um, it, it itself doesn't have go again. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you're doing some pretty nutty things if you can do cast bones. So I definitely, I in terms of like a good like a CC event to open up uh, the heavy hitters meta with, like this battle hardened, I think is a great, great showcase. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of look at it. You mentioned no real interaction, or not interaction, but like no no real disruption. Yeah, it, ice disruption. There's no taxing. There's no right? taxing, but you disruption know, still exists. Disruption. Well, well like, we're gonna disruption see. is a thing. We, it still is. Ice <laughs> is not the only form of disruption. Exactly, because you look at the snapback from that week in the following week, this past weekend in Liverpool. All of a sudden, we don't see a single brute in the top eight at the Battle Hard in Liverpool, and we do see a different talent that isn't Shadow, and that is. Well, two different light heroes. What? Mm-hmm. Two different light heroes. What year is it? We had a Bolton that was number one seed, mind you. Bolton. Mm-hmm. We did have one Kano yet again. One Azuri. There were no assassins last week. Two dashes this time. Yet again, two Bravos, which, you know, two great players, Michael Fang and Eric Forsloff. And then we had Rob Catton, or I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, on Prism. Who ended up winning the tournament with Prism? Not, not, not the Prism that we used to know, the new yeah. one. So scary. Uh, I mean, I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm a little bit crazy, but uh, to bring Prism to a meta that is expected to be a brute meta is is crazy. Now, I will say, I know for a fact. Well, I don't know for a fact, but I heard that Rob did not face a single brute in in Swiss. So. That could be, uh, uh, you know, not not to, you know, downplay his success here, but you know that makes it a little bit easier in Prism, in my opinion. Uh, although, you know, are people running gamblers gloves right now? Maybe not. It makes makes clearing up those those uh, those auras a little bit easier when you have that. But mm-hmm. but if you're not expecting it, you will, Apex Bonebreaker is just way better. Uh, I think most people agree. So what do you make of this top eight? Uh, this is shout out to Rob Cat. And I think he got 
top four as Phi in last year's not not this past worlds, but the twenty twenty two worlds, I believe it was. Um but he, he was he was right up there. Um we love Bolt Bolton is a warrior that is very well positioned. Um I think both Raiden and uh Saber combo is in a in a really great place. And I think like when Raiden Bolton is viable, I think we're, you know, it's a it's a it's a better just a better world to be in. <laughs> Um, and it, it hits like a dump truck. Like it's it it is it is very vastly underrated. If there was if there was one deck I would name as like you know the number one underrated deck in CC, it is like Raiden Bolton because it can it can throw with with the biggest uh, beasts in the game right now. Uh, we love to see Azuri. Uh, Azuri's supposed to be in like a bad spot right now as well as like Azalea, um, but. Uh, very much. I I don't know this person. I mean, I'm in Azuri conversations a lot, and I don't necessarily know them. But like an Azuri specialist is, you know, can play can play a dangerous game uh, with with just about anyone if they can get their disruption off and they can avoid uh, like dromice, then you know you're in a very good spot. Um, but yeah, I I think right the story of that is rob on on prism awakener's soul uh, if you look at the list they're running vestige of soul uh, as their armor they're running both uh library uh, great library solana and light of souls so two fables in their 80 um and it's very old school luminars 2 right really brought in uh you know brought back the ability to run your your herald package again. So Toma Divinity is in there and it's very much, you know, what was old is new again. Uh you know, put put cards in soul, gain advantage uh with um with vestige of soul as a resource. Try to get like a double tome and you're off to the races. If you can double tome on a turn, it's it's you know, it was game over in twenty twenty one. Uh and I'm pretty sure it's game over now too. Um <laughs> You add in the uh, the legendary figments, and you have you know, it's pretty impressive. You have all the things that made Prism good, plus a little, a few extra toys. This one has um, the potential for an ArcLight Sentinel loop with uh, figment of rebirth. Um, you can uh, play your ArcLight Sentinel. They have to uh, target it. It goes to the graveyard. Your figment of rebirth when you flip it into the angel of whatever the name is of rebirth Probably. <laughs> uh you can you can put the arc light back onto the top of your deck so you can draw it you can play it out again but you can lock out your opponent if they don't have extra action points um in this sentinel loop um i weirdly faced this deck in december just in the wild and i was like what happened like what is this what is this <laughs> gross monstrosity um and I hadn't heard about it, but um, like Raya Adams started kind of testing something like this in the last few weeks on uh, their on their stream on YouTube. Um, excuse me. Uh, so you know it, the Prism people kind of knew that this could be a thing, um, and here it is, like in full, you know, in full view. I mean, it faced uh, it it. Killed Bra- it killed Bravos. It went through dashes. Like it did, beat it, it beat the things that it was supposed to beat, and then it beat the Bolton. Like those those are all matchups that are either like eh or, uh, you know, they're meant to 
not not do great in uh and rob is one so scary i don't know how i feel about prison being like good <laughs> uh, yeah. but here we are well i mean it, it it's a glimmer of hope for the prism stands out there and 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 i think seeing this right like i i this being the most recent deck or recent tournament we have results mm-hmm. for that and the AGE we'll just talk about in a second this this is probably a better indicator of maybe what we'll see at least in the first week of RTN and i think that that there's going to be a lot of hope for prism coming out of the gates here yeah. and mm-hmm. and you know people are short sighted right you know they it's it doesn't who cares about hartford Right, that was two weeks ago. Right. Let's look at this. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And they're gonna, you know, they're gonna forget that people will still want to play Ko and they still want to play Leviathan and and stuff like that. That you know was mm-hmm. popular there. Or people are gonna look at this and be like, "Well, what's good in the Prism?" Uh, you know, is it Ninja? Is Ninja good in the Prism? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I am curious to see how many Prisms pop up. If it's the real deal or if this was a fluke. I'm sure Brian Gottlieb is, is you know, finally, like, yeah, I told just, you, yeah, I told he's, you, it only took you to print like three more cards for it, but that's okay, Brian, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get Prism there eventually, but I'm interested to see where it goes. Now, the AGE, this was another diverse top eight. I mean, we, we have, we do have an Azalea, which did not make top eight. It played into Charles Dunn on Bravo, who did, or who did make the, I should rewind that. Did make top eight, did not yeah. make the finals. They made the top eight, yeah. Azalea Charles was one seed. It was Zane. Um, Zane yeah. Johnson. Uh, on Azalea, Charles Dunn on Bravo, Leon Castle on Dorinthia, Moises Lopez on KO, Kano, Ryan Brown, Grant Storm, Dromai, who did make the finals, and I believe won. I don't have the, that in front of me, but we have Colin Erickson on Kasai as well, and then Teklovasen. Connor Davenport. Yeah, a Teclo in the top eight. Which is pretty, pretty crazy. Now, I do think, um, let me just check something real quick. I think Moises Lopez was on Kasai as well. Oh, the, the KO is wrong? I believe so, but let me just, that... I, I may I may have been on the clock looking at Kasai lists. Um, <laughs> I won't uh, show this with your boss. Don't worry, Pat. Where do you work? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. Okay. No. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to expose my uh, racial ignorances here. But there was, there was another person that was. Uh, okay. We gotcha. can continue. Gotcha, gotcha, we can gotcha. continue. <laughs> um, so this is uh, another very diverse. Uh, top yeah. eight here because we we have no no duplicates as far as I can see, and Dromai still there. Oh, Dromai man, still here. So I think the story of this is so the finals is Charles Dunn, mm-hmm. right? Charles Dunn, national champion. Charles Dunn, battle hardened winner. Charles Dunn, guardian extraordinaire. Charles Dunn goes down forty nothing to <laughs> yeah. to Dromai. Um, I believe he was running, if not the same 80 as Jonathan Lemire from the Battle Heart in, in Hartford, um, pretty close to it. He was running a fatigue package. He had Ram's head. He had Rainbow Staunches. Um, like he was, he was playing that game. 
That dromai, uh, I believe, lost uh, its last point of life sometime early in the top four game and did not lose another point of life through to the finals. I believe it it ended uh, up 39 in the top four and then not not a not a life lost against Charles Dunn uh, in the finals. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. scary to think about. Very scary to think about. I mean, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think it's unheard of, especially in that matchup, especially if Charles Dunn's on something like, you know, Charles Dunn plays, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to play something that's grind. He's going to play something that's going to, you know, drag the game out. Uh, Dromai can take advantage of that. I think just by, creating a yeah. board presence and value and almost you look at that and you think, well, maybe Kasai should be looking at raise an army to beat that. But even then that is still it's tough. That's it's, a tough, it's real tough. But, um, <clears throat> I think thinking about the front, like from a Kasai perspective, I don't know what the answer is, but also coming from playing Azuri, um, like Azuri into Dromai is like a losing, mm-hmm. the losing proposition. The one thing that we can do is just go face. Just forget everything. There, there's no way that we're going to produce any kind of turn that is going to outvalue Dromai while clearing any amount of dragons. Right? You, you, you balance out your your resources by, you know, swinging a dagger here and there as it as it comes. You might have down and dirty in the arsenal, but if there was ever a race like Azuri races, it just Blood rots, just anything you can throw at Dromai. You try to get her down to to the point where she's blocking more than she's she's putting stuff on the ground and hope you eke one out. I think Kasai might have to take a similar route here and just paper cut the shit out of her face and hope you can get her down to zero before 80 dragons are on the board. That's probably it. I mean, that's uh, as a Riptide player, that is the plan, right? Just, uh, these dragons don't exist. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kyloria exists. And See, that's, that's a, you know, that's the question. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I I think most heroes, when a hero that has to clear dragons, you have to prioritize those. And it's like, mm-hmm. how how much do you like? Is is Kyloria, uh, like, if can you keep a Kyloria on board if you always have something for them to take other than a card? Like, is that then okay to oh, true. take four, four to the face all the time. So like, are you are is it good to trade copper and four damage to keep going to the face? Because then you can just keep producing. Like if you can keep making money, uh, Kyloria is not a snatch, right? Like, um, but like how much you know the opportunity of to make that money in order to make that a thing is you know and. Uh, Kasai's like awkward attacks, right? It's like two and five. Like how are how are you using that? Especially if if there's a uh if there's a four toughness body, you know, are you are you investing reactions into clear and this is where like are you investing a reaction into a dragon? Like that feels terrible to yeah. do. Like you're gonna in the swing, you know, a friggin' mirror guy be, <laughs> you know, because you have to. Um when you do that, it's just such a demoralizing event when you do is like this could have hit dromai in the face and you know i'd feel a lot better about it um but you know putting the wasting those cards essentially is is uh you know it's just a big feels bad um but like so like dromai uh 
seems to be in such a good spot right now. It's just illusionist, right? Friggin' illusionist. They're, they're, they, they're terrible, man. It's so scary. They just always show up, and it's just like, I don't know. I don't I don't want to say it's like annoying. It is a little bit annoying. It but is, like, they're, yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, Jeremiah will likely eventually LL this, this year. Right, I don't, I don't, Prism's not going anywhere, but uh, I'd keep, I'd, I would definitely keep an eye out on Dash, is the highest in LL points right now, I believe. Five, I believe, is because five won worlds. I, I thought Ooh, maybe, maybe afterwards, yeah, yeah. I, I think, it, I think we're looking at five dash dromai currently. Um, so. There, there's a real possibility that some of those heroes might might uh, rotate. I think Phi is probably the least likely based on how the meta is shaping out right now. But things could change. Things always do change, and we can have a new new meta sooner rather than later. Yeah, look now, look at that. Look at this. Look, seven, seven sixty four Phi yeah. dashes at six ninety eight. I would say, you know, big picture this year, like Dash always seems to find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you combine that with RTN wins. I would not be shocked to see Dash gone. Like if if it wins a calling here soon, like that might be it for for our inventor extraordinaire. Could be. It could be. And you know, I, we had a decent decent time with with Dash. I, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't feel like it was too soon. Or like I wouldn't say. De- like I mean, decent amount of time, not decent time. We didn't talk fun. a ton about it, but that Teclo in the top eight is something to be old. Yeah. Like Teclo, Teclo, <laughs> before that top eight, I had the impression Teclo was not a functioning <laughs> pile of cards. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, it's uh, not like curious. it's not like the Magneto Evo uh, was was a huge boom. It really there. brought it over the top. Yeah, yeah. So I'd be interested to see that list, but. That, it's pretty i mean it's, kind of, it's cool it's cool i mean it, it could just it is, be playing a, cool. a really really solid uh i will wait. say i i joke and say that it's you know it's not a functioning pile of cards it's an, it's another one of those it's very riptide-esque where the matchups it's good matchups it's great into it blocks really well yeah right so like you know it it beat the kasai yeah. in that top eight faced the kasai beat the kasai went on to the top four um and then i think that was the I think it faced Dromai yeah, in the top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that that's a matchup that just doesn't happen. <laughs> like yeah. Teclo does not do well into Dromai at all. So I mean, yeah, that's that's like that's uh it's pretty interesting. I don't know. Uh Teclo I, I've I've had Singularity played against me and it is a real it's a real thing. You know, as much as I want to say it's a trap. This list is fascinating. I haven't seen it. What, what what's in there? Tell us, tell us. I mean, we can't show it, but what's what are we looking Man. at? All right, so uh, just looking at Kevin Connor Davenport's uh, uh, AGE open list, and you know this is uh, this is everything you dream it to be. Um, Annihilate two of Annihilate engine. So uh, no sideboards. So this is sixty eight cards uh, showing up. So Command Conquer two of Fab Fabricates uh, three fate for scenes two induction chambers. Six junkyard dogs, three red, three blue. Uh, five liquid cool mayhems, two red, uh, three blue. Two scrap traders, a singularity, sink below. Three terminator tanks, three war machines, two remembrances. Two that all you got. Uh, your full playset of Evo, uh, Steel Soul controller, memory, processor, and tower. Uh, blue heavy artillery, three hold the lines. 
uh, three mechanical strength, three magnetic pro- magnetic protocol, uh, and three steel street enforcements with two warmongers diplomacy. Uh, and you have the full suite of you have Achilles Celerator, but cog works base arm, chest, head, legs, and then proto base arms, chest, head, legs with Teclo Leveler and Teclo Plasma Pistol um, as options as well as Visiotronic Model uh, I uh, as an extra headpiece. Wow. I mean, huh. this That's sounds... Like, that like, went full Teclo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I just love the junkyard dogs in there. I mean, that's... <laughs> yes, six junkyard dogs. Yeah. Which is... I, so that sounds... Well, first of all, Con- Connor Davenport here, I have to assume has been working on this deck for quite some time um, and might end up being someone that we look to as a specialist. I mean, you know, you, you see, you see one in the top eight, you got to start looking at that person, what they're thinking and when, and, and how did they get there? You know, bad matchups mm-hmm. aside, obviously something went right. Uh, that's really interesting. And that's like kind of the beautiful thing about this meta. And I am curious as to, what we're going to see this these coming weekends for the RTNs. Um, I'm expecting a lot of, still a lot of Brute. I think still a lot of Dromine. And I, I Warrior and Guardian are still pretty big here, but mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things, like it's almost everything except Assassin in a way. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we do, look, there's the Odd Azuri. Is in yeah. uh, was in the top eight uh, of uh, Battle Hard in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not you know it's not completely out of the picture, but there are right there are heroes that are more well positioned than others. Uh, I think right now I think Warrior is possibly in the best position and it's been in in quite some time. I think I think a lot of Warriors uh, up until. Uh, you know, the other day we're like, this is this is our time to shine, and then Prism shows up with Arglate Sentinel again. It's like, damn it, God, ah, <laughs> oh, man, every time. Um, so close. <laughs> but there's there was a lot of good cards that came out of heavy hitters that benefited everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, the uh, the Goblet of Blood and Wine, I think it's called. Oh. Um, is is a blue? You know, it's a two block, but it's a blue. Getting a vigor and an agility token. Agility tokens are huge for warriors, like in general. Um, shift the tide of battle uh, is, I think, like an auto include now in at least Torinthia. Um, I think it's still trying to find its spot. Uh, it might, it just might not be a Kasai card. I mean, it felt like it initially, but uh, I think that one's kind of come out. Uh, a lot, but um, definitely like Blade Flurry. Like I said, there's auto include in all three, uh, in all three, all uh, all the Warrior decks. But like, it even goes right into Bolton. Um, so there's uh, grains of blood spill has been kind of being passed around a lot as well. Um, it it has been the de facto Kasai armor, but even that, you know, as we as we evolve in Kasai players, um, uh, we saw we saw in the AGE Open um, and elsewhere that uh, you know people were like ripping up their tunics and just you know putting <laughs> grains of blood spill in there and you know given some time to absorb. Uh, people are like maybe maybe tunic is still right in some matchups, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know you know there, there's always uh, these the heroes that ask the question. Um, facing 
uh, facing heroes that block well, you usually change some things up. Like Mask of Momentum can, you know, will leave Katsu in some, you know, some events where, excuse me, I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, things like Mask of Momentum will, will leave when you know that your opponent's just not going to let you have it. And so you put in Mask of Pouncing Links. Uh, like two grains of blood spill feels like that to tunic. So like in a, in a, against a deck that blocks well, you're probably going to put tunic in anyways. Uh, and you, that one resource, you know, I I think people kind of took it for granted and then saw what happens when you don't like uh, grains of blood spill is something that you really got to capitalize on and kind of, um, kind of chase as you go now like now you have to constantly get that vigor token to get the get the value out and so you're you just got to go 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 uh but on a slower when you're doing slower things tunic is you know tunic is usually right kind of deal um so but, so don't throw them out yet is what you're saying don't throw, yeah don't throw your tunics <laughs> i hear they're still pretty good um but uh you know it's i think it's coming down to right and I think I, I feel like I said this the last time we talked about a constructed meta, but it really is like rewarding like a specialist mm-hmm. right now. Um, but it's also it feels like it's really, really wide open. Um, I'm hoping the I wouldn't say resurgence, but like we'll see, you know, illusionist is a gatekeeper, right? Um, how prominent they are uh, will really dictate how actually wide open we are. It's very easy that uh, to kind of reduce this down now into um, a triangle of, um, you know, brute slash, you know, fast thing, guardian and illusionist. And that always seems to be where, <clears throat> you know, all things balance out in the end. Um, but I think it, at least at this point, it really is kind of anybody's show, uh, you know, if they, you know, you, you pray to the gem gods a little bit, but like if you bring your hero and you feel good about it, then you can go you can go pretty far. Good enough, you, you can go far enough where you could probably top four in RTN if you know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And and we certainly do, Pat. Now here's here's a final question before we get to some listener questions. If if you were, are you playing RTN this weekend? Not this weekend. I'm playing two. I'm playing one on the 24th and then one on the 9th. Both are classic constructed. Um, I would play, just for the record, I have not had the opportunity to, but I would love to draft this set. I would love, I played the seal. This, this is my set. I love, I love everything that this looks like in limited. Um, given the opportunity, absolutely draft this if I had an RTN. Um, I don't know why people go to limited RTNs without any practice, but they do all the time. I would be one of those persons. I would, I would absolutely do that. Um, well, here's the question, you know, and this, this set for limited is incredible. Uh, if you had a CC RTN this weekend, what would you bring removing yourself from Kasai? Mm-hmm. Right. Would it still be Kasai? I guess is the question or, would there be something that feels the safest, I guess, or, or not the safest give you, gives you the best shot to win. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I have in real life. And I think that answers this question. Um, so I have Kasai right here. Uh, I'm playing it constantly. Uh, and I'm going like, come on, Pat, figure it out. Like turn it, turn it into wins, get good with this hero. Um, and then right next to that, 
I have Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, if if it was tomorrow, I would probably bring Bravo. That's a, um, it's probably and that's, that's you know, probably right. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of kind of where I'm at there. Um, I think having faced it enough times, if I had Victor, I might bring Victor. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to be good at Bravo things and just a little more flexible in what it can do offensively and defensively. It can kind of pivot pretty easy. Um, and those, and the token generation is pretty nasty, but it does, it does feel, uh, like Bravo a little easier, if that makes sense. Um, and so I think it's, I think it's in a very good position as well in terms of like guardian play. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think think guardian's a great pick. I'm I'm hearing a lot of good things about Victor, and obviously we're seeing Bravo do some stuff here. But I think if if you if you're insisting on bringing a warrior and like you haven't had like a, if you're not digging into one in particular, I think it's Bolton. Yeah. Um, and I think bringing like a hybrid package is best, and get comfortable trying to do a Lumina turn. Um, but like a Raiden, uh, is. Uh, Raiden is going to slap. It just yeah. is. So, you know, don't be afraid to do that. And if you can get the lines down uh, well with Bolton, I think you're in a good spot there. Um, yeah, If you're bringing something that, like, you know, you're two card sevens, two card eights, like, you really got to love what you're doing and, and know your bad matchups in order to bring that and feel like you're you're in a spot there. And that's right, like, Kasai is in that boat. Um, I like I said, His matchups are good for the most part across the board, but they're still, you know, they're not 80, 80, 20 matchups. Like you still have to, you know, you have to figure out how you're winning these games. Um, and like I said, I'm just, I'm just not, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I feel like I'm good. I like, I can beat ninjas. I can beat Rangers except riptide. Um, but like, I can tell you like fatigue matchups still give me a lot of trouble. Um, I faced a fatigue dash IO, like the other day, oh, I threatened out 231 damage and I lost. Like, oh. it was just brutal. And I dealt 42 damage. They were playing like these blue med kits that you tuck and you gain two life and oh, yeah. all the blocks, all the unmovables. And then had uh, like its end game was red and findels and like red ravenous assaults. So just like three, three for like seven for threes. Oh. And uh, it was, yeah, it was brutal. And I didn't, I did not appreciate how defensive it was. So I thought when I got to my second cycle that I could start going over the top. I was wrong. They had more blocks than I thought that <laughs> than they had. So I blew, I blew that load and I was like, ah, I don't, I don't, I think I ran out of go again too, uh, which was the worst part. Um, which is why you need the hot streak, right? Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the game that kind of firmed up the hot streak part there because, uh, <clears throat> like the different in, in blitz. Cause I had, it's like over 50% of its deck is go again, mm-hmm. right? This, you do not have that here. Like, even if you might have 20 something instances that go again, when it's all said and done between the blade runners and spoils and run throughs and glints, uh, and depending on what your agility generators are, but you run out. Like yeah. if you go long enough, you run out. So hot streak mitigates that disadvantage, you know, in these longer, longer games for sure. Um, but that did solidify that for me. Well, you heard it from Pat. You take Guardian or Bolton if you're going Warrior. My answer, and I'm I'm taking Riptide. I'm almost guaranteed, but my answer would be Leviathan or Ko. I think that Ko is 
and it's still a great spot. It's new. It's flashy. You're, you played with it at sealed. So you got a little feel for what it can do. Uh, Leviah, if you have been paying attention to uh, flesh and blood for the past six months, since Leviah got the new tools, you probably at least looked or learned the matchup uh, on one side of the table. It could still be, uh, you know, the deck that's doing the crazy numbers. Uh, but we do have some listener questions before we go home here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, right out of the gates, Greg, AKA Darth Prentice um, asks, what's your favorite yellow pitch card in the Kasai deck? Specifically. the Kasai hmm. deck. We, we do love our yellow cards in Kasai. And, you know, I just want to get it on the record here. All right. There's, there's, I think there's a bit of a, misunderstanding but my stance on yellow cards right i do not hate yellow cards my my stance in particular is that yellow cards need uh, a particular use in order to put them in your deck right do not do not sacrifice strength for suboptimal action in the form of a yellow version <laughs> of a card that's all that does that does that mean down with all yellow cards no we love yellow cards especially when they're the best in slot so you know i play yellow cards all the time some of my best cards are yellow right and you know for kasai in particular um there are uh, you know there's not a ton of there's not a ton of choices um we we do love our run throughs uh in blade runners there uh a cash in is also like really good but um, I oldie, but a goodie, but like blood on her hands is, yeah. I think it's probably, I mean, it's, it's an easy one to go to, but you're still building to a blood on her hands turn. Um, and I think I, you know, we talk about that setup, right? You, most of your game is setting up to fight for six copper. And if you can get it off, then you can pop off a blood on her hands and, and get there. But your opponent knows that too, right? So you're telegraphing at all times when you're trying to make money, whether that's, you know, banishing for the gold effect or, you know, setting up like a spoils. But if you're like a, a two card hand spoils is a lot different than a five card hand spoils. And, you know, you, you wait to get the five card hand spoils okay. uh, to get those, but definitely. So blood on her hands, this is an easy one. Uh, easy one. might be a bit of a cop out, but it's you know. more of a copper out. Am I right folks? Anyway, ah, uh, you can submit these questions on the buds discord. You can hear jokes like that too. Uh, next <laughs> question. You know my not favorite yellow card is what? is Raisin Army. It's just not. It doesn't speak to me. It doesn't uh, spark joy. Uh, I mean, it's not cool. Even. It's flavorful. It's 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 pretty neat. Um, I I wish Olympia could play it because the gold generation. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it makes a lot of gold. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, Sigma asked something that we kind of just answered actually. I mean, um, mm-hmm. with with the Bolton, but which warrior looks better now, and which one has the most potential to rise up in the future? In terms of rising up, it's it's Kasai, right? Mm. Like, uh, I think Kasai still has uh, some pieces uh, to yet to have. Like, Kasai makes me excited for expansion slots in the future, right? Because it is like you get one or two cards that do something, and you know, you, you Kasai feels like it, it's in a spot almost like where Arachne was in Dynasty. Like, you built Arachne. And it was there and it was what it was, but uh, like Kasai is recycling a lot of cards and it's doing a lot of the same things, but it looks like it should be doing, you know, more new things. And it's just not, uh, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't have either the payoffs or the enablers to really 
branch out into those those new things. Olympia is a lot of the same way. Like right now we're saying, you know, gold is the payoff. And James White's even said like the real payoff is in future sets. So like it's coming down the line. So whatever you're doing now isn't like the end game for these yeah. warriors here. So Kasai and Olympia, I think definitely have the most up like room to grow there. Um, but uh, yeah, we said, I, I like Bolton, Bolton and Dorinthia with Bolton being, I think just think the, the better positioned warrior there, but I do think warriors are in a good spot in general right now. So like Bolton, Dorinthia both got, uh, you know, upticks in and where they sit on tier lists. And uh, like I said, I'd, I'd pick Bolton. If I, you know, gun to my head, I needed to bring a warrior. I, I would bring Bolton right now. Well, Bolton William from the table pit asks, <clears throat> is Kasai and CC as unpl- as unplayable as she was in blitz? Um, I'm, I'm assuming this is new Kasai. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that she's not good in Blitz, or this is facetious. Might be facetious. Sure. <laughs> um, being a skirmish winner with Kasai myself, um, I have to say that uh, old Kasai was very playable in Blitz. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I have not tried new Kasai in 40 cards. Um, but you know, I, I think the the Kasai story in CC is, you know, I think we've established is that um, you can't rest on your, as an old Kasai player, you can't rest on your laurels um, uh, on what you did in Blitz. Uh, you have to be patient and learn to set up CC Kasai uh, for these big turns to actually do some damage. Otherwise, it might feel like you're, you know, it's a bit fruitless. Uh, in, in what you're doing there. So Kasai and CC does require a lot more patience and a lot more thought about what you're doing on a per turn basis. Um, but I think it possibly could be the most rewarding in terms of, you know, your, your play. If you, you know, concentrate and actually get those, those lines set up well. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said earlier, the, the half the deck being go again, could still be true in, in, in this blitz. So, um, yes. Yep. Yes. Smithle of Smithle Gaming, who runs the Commoner League, Flesh and Common Blood. Mm-hmm. Please check that out. Uh, online League, very cool. If you could design any Flesh and Blood car, what would you design and why? This is pretty um, good. <laughs> you know, so I've actually thought about this for some time. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go with an answer that I think I've, I've kind of had in the back of my mind for a little bit. Um, I would introduce Lifelink to... I don't think she needs it anymore, but I would bring a lifelink concept to Leviah um, in the form of, like, if I was to put it into a card, um, I might say that, you know, uh, it's a, you know, some kind of attack action that uh, instead of losing life for blood debt this turn, you would gain, you know, that much life um, instead. And so you would have uh, the ability to kind of save yourself from, like, a killer turn. Or, you know, in some way benefit from losing so much life and blood debt over the course of a game, just as, you know, just natural happenstance. But, you know, you can play one game to actually give yourself kind of a one-time buff back up to, you know, pre, you know, stupid brick turn, losing 12 life and going down from, you know, you're at 28, you're feeling good, and you go down to 12 all of a sudden, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, this sucks. But having a having one card to put you back up into, like, that, you know, where you were without, you know, I think moving a lot of other pieces around is kind of where I would go 
there. Because I don't know if she needs it Probably now not. because you know, but at you know before heavy hitters, I felt like she really needed something even with a even with the demi hero. Um, but um, I think that th- that type of effect could translate well into. Um, like I don't know if it's a necromancer, but it's probably like a shadow, either a shadow based or if they introduce like a cleric class that's both light and shadow. I think some kind of like life link, drain life, uh, you know, effect uh, could be part of those heroes where you're playing with life manipulations, or you're losing life or you're gaining life and having some kind of positive effect. You kind of see that with Viset a little bit, right? You lose life to do a thing. Um you know, uh, you know, card, some kind of card that helps you gain a life uh, while playing with a blood debt type of effect where you're losing life as well. I think it's a fun way to, uh, you know, play play the game and not necessarily mess with your damage metrics. You know, your 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 three value uh, cards kind of deal. I mean, that'd that's be, that'd be sweet. That'd be really sweet, and. I mean, I think like anybody who's played Leviathan before Dust Till Dawn, we all thought yeah. about stuff like that. We were like, "What if we? What if we? Yeah, right. This? Like, how can we? How can we just stop <laughs> the bleeding altogether?" Um, I would design a uh, some sort of trap recursion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, we should, I, 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 I don't. It, it I'd would make have a card to be, that makes my thing better. I, I think it would be. Uh, it would have to be pretty hard to do. Or at legendary mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Like we just got real in, so like they're obviously pushing trap interaction. So I'm mm-hmm. sure we're gonna get something at some point, or maybe we get like shadow riptide at some point, and you gotta banish a trap to grab it back or something like that, or mm-hmm. uh, something cool like that. But thank you for the questions, middle. And final question, which actually will just tie right into your plugs. Capolo asks, when is the action point coming back? I miss it. Pat, thanks for coming on. Plug all your things and tell us when the uh, action point is coming back. Well, well, I'll tell you what, I don't have anything in the books at the moment, but uh, I am Patrick Shaw uh, from Off the Rails TCG, the podcast. The Action Point is our flagship uh, podcast. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Off the Rails TCG. That's also the name of the YouTube channel. You can uh, click the subscribe button and eventually a new video will come out uh there uh when we'll we'll see here uh i've got i i have to do some booking but um i think we're about ready to get back into the saddle here so let's say in the next couple weeks we'll hopefully get something going here um i do have some rtns coming up um there is i i've you know not for nothing i've enjoyed this time to kind of uh you know i've kind of played a little Diablo, you know, I've, <laughs> I've done some testing. I've actually played some games. So, you know, there, there's some benefits to not creating content <laughs> with, with your time management here. Um, but we're, we will, we will be getting back here. I miss hearing my intro music. Um, you know, I miss talking to people uh, and it's a good, I think it's a good time in flesh and blood right now. So, you know, we got to hop on, hop on that bandwagon and, uh, you know, get back to riding here soon. So, yeah, next couple of weeks, uh, that's where you can find me. And uh, thanks thanks for having me on. I, I love talking to you. I love hanging out with you. Yeah. And uh, pleasure well, to be here. Oh, yeah, anytime. I mean, you're my you're my DH. I've said it before, you know. It's like when I'm like, you know, who could talk about this? It's Pat. It's always Pat. Pat is... I can yeah. talk. Yeah. I mean, but, and, and, you know, for, not for nothing. You know what you're talking about. Um, 
as more than me. And that's a that's a high bar, right. folks. Give, give the illusion. That's that's <laughs> half the battle. Um, you can all continue to find me on Twitter at FreshBudsPod. Check out the Buds Discord, YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Check out the Patreon. Uh, it's a great way to support the show and food. Pat, you hit us with the Cape Codder last time. Or no, that was two times ago, I think. It was two times ago. Two I times think. ago. I, I forget what I brought in last time. Um, one time was the Oreo. Oh, one, mm. one of those things. Uh, <laughs> we had the Cape Codder. We had the most Oreo. Um, man, what are we going to talk about this time? I'm trying to think of anything like kooky. Uh came about recently what did i have oh yes that's right what i'm talking about all right just like here's here's like fat kid just you know stuff stuff that i do that you know this is absolutely not a weed podcast but um (laughs) recently i so i've been liking to like cook for myself a little bit i don't do anything crazy but i've always been a fan of like gravy so I get the instant gravy pack. So I get the a country gravy mix, like the white country gravy. Oh, yeah. Um, and like the Dyson, um, or Dyson's the vacuum, Tyson, like a, a chicken breast, you put them in the air fryer. So I got uh, like a plastic, can, like a, you know, your plastic little Tupperware-ish container. Uh, and I didn't feel like cooking it on the stove. So there's microwave instructions for the gravy. So I microwaved like a whole thing of gravy. I put some of the chicken breast in the, uh, you know, in the air fryer, and then I microwaved like a pack of white rice, and you know, I put it, I put it all together. And if you didn't know any better, it looked like I was like a hardcore food prepper eating my like super healthy meal like out of the container that I just, you know, there's probably <laughs> lots of broccoli and stuff, there's broccoli, rice, and chicken in there, but it's really like a half gallon of white gravy. <laughs> you know, there's, I I had, I had all the gravy. I had three, three chicken breast patties like fried you know breaded patties and then like white rice mixed all together was it fantastic it sure was uh you know i don't think i don't think the instant gravy packets get enough credit uh but you could pick it like a buck 19 and your little uh you know anywhere you go if you like gravy you just add a little water it's like flour and seasoning which is all gravy is anyway so it's not like you're robbing yourself or it's not like instant coffee you're just making the thing yeah uh you know, so uh, yeah, I'm a big country gravy fan, like peppered country gravy or sausage country gravy oh, is good God. for breakfast. Like, look, there's gravy has a lot of different applications, <laughs> and I'm here for it. Every single one of them. Um, <laughs> Biscuits, gravy, poutine. I mean, just yeah, fuck yeah, man. Going. Yeah, I'm not a huge cheese curds guy, but as in New England, we do have poutine that's just like with cheese, and I'm I'm down for it. Cheese curds may feel a little weird, but that's regular right. cheese on top of it, good stuff. Hey, well. You heard it here first. Gravy. Gravy. No time for Charmer. Everybody good luck at your RTNs this weekend and see you next week.